and welcome into Mustache Drinking Podcast. Today, we are going to switch it up just a little bit, and we're going to watch something during our podcast, bringing in Quinn now. Quinn. Oh my <laughs> God, it's so batshit. <laughs> Quinn, you had the, you've seen this before. I haven't. So my reactions are going to be genuine, where you're just going to be waiting for me to listen to the insane shit that's said during this documentary. Well, so I don't really remember when it says all of the insane shit, like specific things but like i know pretty early on it says that beer was responsible for the wheel uh so (laughs) that's just a quick preview um but so we're watching how beer saved the world for you guys at home if you want to watch along with us that's awesome you can find it on vimeo or else it's on iTunes for about $3.99, and it's on Amazon Prime also for $3.99. And I believe you can also find it through the History Channel website, and it's available for purchase on eBay. On eBay? On eBay. Oh my god, why? Oh, I'm considering buying a DVD just because it's so entertaining. Oh no. Go into it knowing that they're asking all of these scientists who are talking during it and like anthropologists and geologists and uh, they're essentially asking them to tell a story about beer and how it fit into the world. But because it's the history channel and the history channel has a very loose connection with history. Uh, they just draw crazy assumptions. It's <clears throat> Oh my God. So before we get into it, I want to uh, touch on a couple things uh, about this documentary, <clears throat> which I, <laughs> based on everything we've talked about, I don't think it's a documentary, but it's called How Beer Save the World. Quinn told you how you can get to it. It's an hour long documentary. Uh, it was broadcast on the Discovery Channel, actually, Quinn. Oh, um, I on, stand corrected. On January 30th, 2011. So that gives a little bit more of a, of a basis to like be a little weirder because excuse me, because it was on the Discovery Channel, not the History Channel, but let's both agree that the History Channel publishes some batshit crazy stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I remember back when the History Channel covered history, and it was just pretty much 24-7 Ken Burns. Uh, Granted, I never had cable, so that was just my vague understanding of the History Channel. When we're, like my family would be on vacation, it would be in a hotel room, and we'd have cable, and I would be a child and go, "Oh my god, television! <laughs> so many channels." Oh, that sounds like such a sad TV childhood. <laughs> when I Quinn actually, kids. Quinn actually did outside things outside. outside. I was going to say you actually went outside. I, I climbed down by the river. <laughs> Maybe that's why your knees are so fucked up. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> this this documentary was produced by an Australian production company called Beyond Productions. The documentary takes a look at the origins of beer and how it has had an influence on major events in human history, such as the building of the pyramids and the creation of modern medicine. God, I can't even read this without losing my shit. Why? <laughs> Okay, um, the executive producer, Alan Iris, initially broached the idea of focusing on the history of beer during a pitch meeting in April of 2009. He did not officially approve the project until May of the following year after he had brought on John Luscombe's production company to produce the documentary. Filming began in November 2010 at Oregon State and finished up in july of 2011 and then they released that month actually so they that was a pretty quick edit window um, oh you'll, if they you'll came see up that it bad. didn't take that much time to edit it did. <laughs> <laughs> i oh, mean no. there are some pretty nice like animated drawings um so <laughs> what what are you drinking this week andrew oh god well um i worked today and yesterday i didn't I also but... worked today I, I I spent my afternoon hanging out with my niece, who's a dog, instead of thinking about this podcast. And then Fair I was enough. at I was at work when Quinn texted me and goes, "Yo, when are we starting this?" And I was like, "Oh shit, 
I don't have anything to drink at home, do I? So I got home and I was like, oh, maybe the, maybe somebody, one of my roommates will brought like a craft beer or something I can try. And lo and behold, there's um, a couple McGolden Lights, uh, which is more of a Minnesota kind of beer, but uh, definitely not up my alley. Um, there is one Grain Belt Blue. And Quinn, have you tried that before? Because I've heard really good things. Grain Belt Blue. Is it I Grain, can't is say it I have. Grain Belt Blue or is it? I know Blue Moon. No, it's it's like a it's a blueberry grain belt. I'm pretty sure that I mean, I love grain belt. Hashtag grain belt, not a sponsor. Hashtag please send me some. <laughs> I'm very poor. It is grain belt blue. Uh, it's a blueberry grain belt. It's one of their more one of their more kind of craft um, kind of their like craft moves uh, and uh, very popular. But it was my it was my roommates and I. Just have this feeling that I would start it and then not finish it. And then he would be mad because I didn't drink the whole beer. And then Quinn would be mad that I didn't drink the whole beer. And then I would feel bad. So instead, I found something shitty. Um, we have a couple different seltzers in it's there. It's on brand. It's on brand. We have a couple different seltzers in our beer fridge. Um, one of them's from Trader Joe's. Uh, personally, hate them. My girlfriend, big fan big fan never think, had them i think they're gross uh, it's nearest trader joe's i know from where i live is 73 miles yeah it's uh it's it's a it's a trek down to the cities for you to get to a trader joe's um so i was like looked in the back i mean quinn i mean the back of this mini fridge in my living room and lo and behold there was some natty light seltzers that i had left in there this summer and I was like, oh, you know boy. what? You know what sounds gross? Those. And I cracked one open. So <laughs> that is what we are drinking. We are drinking the Aloha Beaches Natty Light Seltzer tonight. <laughs> and this is only because before the show, I told Quinn that I might not drink. And he goes, what do you have that's shitty in your fridge? So I found this. Well, you told um, me you had nothing good, so you weren't going to have anything. So my response was, well, what do you have that isn't good? And I found something, unfortunately. So let's find out the tasting notes of Aloha Beaches. You know, I, I feel like it would be warm. There wouldn't be a lot of snow outside like there is now in <laughs> October, since the middle of October. <laughs> um... <clears throat> That's bringing me to a warm sandy beach with uh, hints of mango and peach uh, leading the charge down your down your throat. Um, it does sit on the top of the tongue. It's very a uh, bubbly of a seltzer. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed with the Natty Light seltzer specifically is either Natty Light doesn't care to clean their things, <clears throat> or they're doing this on purpose. But there is a very distinct beery taste it's not it's like the aftertaste but it sits on the tip of your tongue of like drinking a natty light natty light regular and it just kind of tastes like light beer and it's just a tinge just to throw you off and make you hate this to just a little bit of more of a degree so, so in your opinion they're just adding it in to make your experience less pleasurable I think they're doing it on purpose, yes. Okay. I think that they're making it in the same vat. Again, as... that, that sounds on brand. Hashtag Natty Light, <laughs> not a sponsor. Hashtag please don't. Please sponsor us. No, you know, <laughs> fuck you, Quinn. Actually, no, yeah, please sponsor us. Please I sponsor just... us. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will shotgun a Natty Light at the beginning of every single episode if you sponsor us. <laughs> we will shotgun start. <laughs> I won't have one so that... I don't say anything bad about you. We will shotgun start every single episode with a natty light. All right, Quinn, let's move on to a beer that doesn't taste like a tinging of light beer garbage. And to you. So after last week's insight, uh, which was their coffee one, this week I go to Old One-Eyed, which is a Norse-style blonde ale. Um, I really like this. It's crisp, kind of yeasty in flavor, but in a really good way. Um, it it makes it feel like the 
a beer that would have been made kind of a while back compared to now. I think and that's that what yeastiness helps to like almost fill your mouth more. Like it, it adds a breadiness to it. Like some people would say drinking Guinness is like drinking a loaf of bread. Um, but that's because of how thick it is. This is it just like it. Yeah. It just has a breadiness, but super refreshing. It's got a little bit of fruitiness to it. I can't pin down what kind of fruit. But it's just kind of like an alive little sweetness in the back of it. And then that strong ale yeasty finish, which I don't normally expect out of an ale to have a strong finish. And uh, it's a 5.6%, so it's a little bit higher, right? Right. And reading here on Insight's website, Insight's website, <clears throat> it says it's a unique breed of blonde ale birthed from the loins of the Norwegian yeast Horn Hornedal Kvik <laughs> and fermented at high temperatures to create a smooth, easy drinking beast. Beast. Yeah. When I first good. read that, I thought it said an easy drinking yeast. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> That's disgusting, Quinn. So yeah, I definitely recommend this. Like I said last time, there isn't a beer that Insight makes that I haven't liked. And I've tried a good amount of them. Even Dankbot, their IPA, and Trollway, their other IPA. I haven't tried the Lord of Loki um, hazy IPA, though. But those two IPAs, I'm not an IPA fan, and I actually begrudgingly like them. Do you like a lot? Um, hazy IPAs? Meh. Hit or miss. Really, IPAs just aren't quite my thing. I tend to go towards your, like, Russian Imperial Stouts, your Nitro Stouts. I like a, a like a Guinness bread-in-a-glass kind of beer. Um, but I needed to find something for the two months of summer that Minnesota has, and <laughs> so I've I've begun experimenting with more IPAs and I've always kind of liked ales just there's nothing to dislike about an ale I mean other than it's beer but <laughs> that's right you don't like beer I mean I worked at a brewery so I I have a appreciation for beer more that's than nice I used way to for saying I understand why people like beer but I still don't like it yeah that's pretty much dead on what I, what I was going for <laughs> <laughs> The reason well, I asked is, what were you going to say? Oh, what, what were you going to ask? Oh, I said the reason I asked was because, um, uh, do you like Deschutes Brewing? Yes, I do. I'm a big fan of Deschutes. And on tap at the restaurant I'm at right now, we have their fresh squeezed IPA. And every time I have an IPA fan come into the restaurant and I say that's our IPA, they don't even, they give me like less than a millisecond answer. And they're like, yes, that, yes, uh huh, give me that. And I'm like, is another one that makes just great beers. They do. I, I left out, though, sour beers. Sour beers are amazing summer beers. If, really? Yep. It, it takes a little bit when you first try a sour, mm -hmm. be a sour beer because it, there's a, like a warheadsiness to it in a way. Where, like, it's sour and it shouldn't be this sour. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't. And it, it can take a minute to get used to that. Uh, I recommend if you're going to try your first sour beer, try like a sour watermelon or a sour berry. Uh, Green Zebra is a really good sour beer. Uh, it's a sour watermelon. Um, the reason I pointed out uh, Deschutes was part of the IPA, but have you had their stouts before? Yes. Their Obsidian Stout is one of my favorite stouts. Very good. Very good. But I'm looking at their um, their website now. Before we get into this, I like talking about these uh, these kind of special beers. They have a um, reserve series of Black Butte. And you probably haven't seen this because it looks expensive. But 
Uh, in celebration of their 32nd anniversary, they created an imperial porter aged in Colombian rum barrels infused with cold brew coffee and spiced with nutmeg, vanilla bean, and orange and sweet orange peel. And that sounds unbelievably good. I've had some beers that are similar to that, and they're delicious. So that how long is that one aged a year? It doesn't say it just says aged in Colombian rum barrels. Okay, I'm gonna guess it's probably about a year. Well, considering the alcohol volume is 13.4, yeah, it's probably pretty close. That and they, sounds pretty good. How much they, is this a bottle? <laughs> I didn't even see it. It's a reserve series, so it's probably closer to like that 25 bucks for a bottle. And it's probably okay. in a bigger one. It's probably in one of those, uh, what do you call them, the 50 milliliters? I will have to speak with some of my bottle hunter friends and, you know, see if they can tell me where it is. And the last thing I want to point out from them is the Abyss is their 2019 reserve, and it's 100%. The Abyss. Have you? Is it good? I remember liking it, but that is all I remember. Uh, we had it at a D and D night. Uh, we'd always have like a special beer that we'd all split, and I remember we had that, and we all liked it. I just, for the life of me, couldn't tell you what it tasted like because that wasn't the only beer we had. <laughs> and you had a lot of it, right? Oh, it was, it's D&D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Quinn, with that start, where we talk about a bunch of random shit like we always do, what? As us, is tradition. As is tradition, let us move on to our showing of the movie tonight. And... Uh, I don't think we should pause it, really. I think we should just watch through it, and I am definitely going to talk over this shit, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, for those of you listening at home, you won't be able to hear it unless you are watching it along with us. Uh, but, are you sure? Uh, yes. It's going to be... Uh, cut this. It's going to be best for the like audio if we don't have it playing. Heard. Okay. Just, I don't know how that's going to work. I've but... seen a lot of like other watch along podcast and that's how they do it okay because then we also can't get sued for copyright oh good point yeah all right um so cut here and if you're going to start with us you should start it right about now all right three two one and immediately we're at a picture of the earth just plummeting in a great opening voice just <laughs> right into an, a serious documentary voice <laughs> about bending nature to our will and welcome to the 21st century ominous <laughs> lightning forest fire oh this is getting real oof one great invention they show a rocket beer Could you imagine watching this, just not knowing what was on, and be like, oh, what's this greatest invention? Fucking beer? And then it pops up with the, the, the sweet <laughs> pour of beer. I'd be so pissed if I was watching this. I'd be like, yeah, fuck this. Turn this off. It's changed history, not once, not twice, but constantly. <laughs> oh, there we go. Immediately, agricultural revolution came around because of the need to make beer. Need to get fucked up. The, the, the culture needed to get fucked up, so we made a bunch of fields full of wheat. Beer is in our DNA. Beer ended <laughs> child labor. Okay. I mean, props to beer. I'll, I'll cheers to that. No, unions had nothing to do with that. Right. Without beer, we'd still be living in caves. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Why? 
Both those the dudes pizza. look super. All we hipster. had to worry about was food. For look at this drawing! Oh my oh, the god, drawings are great. Oh, you know, I appreciate that this professor of anthropology is giving this lecture with a glass of beer that's half empty, sitting at a bar. Let's get him fucked up so he doesn't know what he's saying. I'm pretty sure that was the that was the lead. Oh my god, 9000 BC. And we started to farm because fucking beer? Everything starts in fucking Mesopotamia. Twenty bucks it happened because of beer. Why did it happen? Pumpkins. Potatoes. God damn it. Oh, barley. Okay. Barley started the agricultural revolution. Which most experts still assume that barley was made to make bread. Yep. Okay, Patrick Hayes, you have no doubt. You have no doubt that it was domesticated solely for beer. I just... I don't understand. How? Whatever. Okay, so... What if... They used it to make bread, and then that grain got wet and sat, and then fermented, and that made beer, which would be the reason why those jugs have signs that beer had been made in them, because they used it to hold grain. And then they threw it away, because it... I mean, or they tried drinking it, and were like, hmm, that's not bad. (laughs) You know, it's not as good as the bread, but... Right, because so, it didn't so exist. they stumbled across it by accident. <sighs> How long does it take to ferment? Fermentate? Uh, it takes about a month to get some alcohol. So they left that jug for a month is what they're saying? Yeah, they're saying they went out like for a hunt and left their food behind. In the open. Yup. I don't I don't <laughs> buy that they No. A few oh, days? Just a couple days. <laughs> Some guy tastes it and just gets plastered. Oh, they're oh, wearing they invented party hats. Party hats. And blowers. Oh, and blowers. <laughs> So you ever thought about how many people died trying to figure out what vanilla tasted like? Because a raw vanilla bean is super poisonous. You have really? to cook it before <laughs> you can eat it. How many people do you think died trying to like taste it? I don't think a lot of people were just tasting random things after the first couple people died tasting random things. <laughs> but they how were long like, did they, they, they were to like, figure out that they should cook it? This is what we eat. This is the only thing we eat. Let's stick to that. If you eat anything else, you could die. Ah, oh, fucking Not Frank. He ate vanilla again. <laughs> God, moron. <laughs> I'm not even going to dig a grave. 
Frank's children are trying to eat vanilla now. God damn it. Well, okay, we've proved Darwin. <laughs> oh, okay. Irrigation. Beer. Well, I mean, of course, if you say that all farming started because of beer, you... And wheels. Oh, oh my, my god. god. The argument for wheels is just, just the invention of math. God, I can't even fucking keep up. The only reason they're saying this is because you're assuming that beer was the reason that they made these farms. And then to make them, to be able to harvest them faster, they had to create the wheel. Right, or to haul it around. Just, or you could just ooh, say... Ooh, big that, cinematic domino <laughs> drop. That's you in 50 years, Quinn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that could very well be. The giant beard. Okay. So invented writing to record distribution of commodities. Sure, but there's other commodities. Well, yeah, if... There might have been a lot of different types of beer. Okay. So so beer being traded doesn't mean that it invented writing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the historian said... It. If we assume this, we can say it invented math. And then the movie just goes, and it invented math. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you, Florian. anthropologist, for <sighs> drinking your beer. <laughs> you know, of all ancient civilizations, this is the one that really matters. Not Mesopotamia, not, you know, the Mayans, Aztecs, the Incas, the Greeks who exist at the same time period, or... What? That kid's face, right as they said, even small children drank beer. <laughs> I thought oh it was God. Ra, not Ray. I might be wrong here, but I'm... F I remember being hung up on that the first time I watched this, being like, but that's not how you... Is it okay? <laughs> After they died, they just kept getting plastered. So, Andrew, how many beers do you need in the next world? Uh, could you a whole? Could you imagine your tomb just being filled with kegs? It'd <laughs> be such a waste. Great robber breaks in, expecting gold, and just finds liquid gold. A bunch of kegs of beer. <laughs> they were paid in beer? Oh my god. A beer debit card. Oh my god, I love this part. Oh, no. God. Would you trade sexual favors for beer, Quinn? <laughs> no. 
Could your wife bribe you to get to something for fear? <laughs> I'm going to tell her that I'm pretty sure the answer is yes. <laughs> oh my god. You know, that's actually not that much beer. Probably not. No. Like, don't get me wrong. That's a lot of beer. But, but... for the pyramids. <laughs> right. Prove it. They just keep singing shit. I can say shit on TV. Doesn't mean I'm right. Well, I mean, I know beer was, like, served a lot because there's a lot of nutritional value to it. Especially because ancient beard was a lot lower in abv oh look at that ha beat you documentary ha <laughs> what was it for then uh it helps to preserve it having that alcohol content in there less Where likely for still get parasite to grow in it and also you have calories in there oh so they were so they were getting more they needed to get more into their system is what you're saying yeah more into your system right. and it kept your water from spoiling in a hot sun where it's one of the only sources of water. So it would attract bugs and bacteria. That makes sense. An anal fumigant. A fart. <laughs> a fart. Yeah, just a little out of fashion. So this one sounds batshit, but actually like, okay, yeah, I buy this one. A series of circles. Do you know what tetracycline is? No. I'm fairly certain it's an antibiotic. Interesting. Oh, he has a new beer now. Oh my god, the sound effects. Well, yeah, if you're not washing your hands, you're going to get bacteria in there. And... <coughs> We can also find antibiotics in rotten bread. That's beer. <laughs> like, I'm fairly certain you can find penicillin in green mold on white bread. Really? Don't quote me on that, but I'm fairly certain you can. Quoting you it's on that. It's not always there, but you can like find it. It can grow in that. Interesting. Cheers to beer. Ah, made for TV documentary. I just love the caveman because he's like, are you sure? 
even the camels just like what the fuck because the plague and dirty water You know, you'd think we would have learned at this point that maybe we shouldn't dump chemicals in our rivers and water. No. Why would we learn that? Right? But they're just trying to get back to a world where you can only drink water if you drink beer. How many college students do you think volunteered for this class just because it said beer? <laughs> Thinking that it would be something way different. Oh, you want to hear a really just terrifying oh, fact about U.S. food laws and like there's... the level of contamination we allow in things? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> So canned mushrooms have a pass rate of one maggot per th uh, It's either hundred or thousand mushrooms. What the fuck? Yep. Uh, a couple years back, the like head of food safety in France was asked about their like allowances because that became a news story about the U.S. one, and he was like, "None." You buy mushrooms in France, you buy mushrooms. That's it. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yes. I can get behind that answer. No. Yeah, Would so your you point drink is... Pond beer? No. I'm sure I have, but no. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. I just assumed that it was the the alcohol in it. <laughs> no. It being alcoholic will help keep it from getting bacteria in it after, mm. but it still won't prevent all bacteria. Oh, they definitely didn't say it was made from pond water. Oh, no. Oh, she looks like she's going to be sick. The ducks are doing good. That's gross. That is absolutely freaking disgusting. Prost. Well, yeah, if you couldn't survive by not drinking beer. Is this why Europe is like it is today? And Germany, where they drink beer and wine from like age 10? Yeah. And they don't have a binge drinking culture like the US? I mean, yeah. <laughs> by not stigmatizing it, they see that there's less abuse of it. Exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> The church cashing in on beer? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. In they The monks were the master brewers? Hmm. Yeah, you remember, like, Friar Tuck from Robin Hood? Why every, like, friar is depicted with beer? Interesting. No, I don't remember. No. 
Oh, beer is responsible for entrepreneurs. Ah, uh, uh, the first entrepreneurs were brewmasters. Uh, no, I think that was because the Moors came and, you know, moved us out of the Dark Ages that we got to the Renaissance. Moved Europe out of the Dark Ages, yeah. Right. Because the Moors never went into them. They had the most libraries of any civilization at that point. A great library in every city. Uh, the dream. Uh, no. But the documentary says so, Quinn. Okay. The documentary says so. <laughs> There's something else all three of them have in common. Oh, beer is proof of God. Proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. That Benjamin is a pretty Point. great quote, though. Did he actually say that? Yes, I'm fairly certain he did. Interesting. Now, I don't know how many beers he had had at this point or the context. <laughs> so a lot. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yep. That's why uh, sailors, after having... Uh, European sailors, after having visited uh, India, started making punch or pancha, which was a alcoholic mixture with water and fruits, which would prevent scurvy and... Have you ever been to Plymouth Rock? In, Boston, in Massachusetts? Yep. No, never been to Massachusetts. No. So, you would think it would be a big rock, right? Like a cliff, right? Yeah, you'd think that. No, no, it's just like I've seen boulders in lakes in Minnesota much larger. Oh, really? Yep. And there's a plaque next to it saying it was blown up by cannonball fire during the either Civil or Revolutionary War. And so they put a new rock there. My family drove an extra two hours to go there when we were on the East Coast doing a road trip one year. Hold on. Wait, what? Acorn beer. Oh, my God. I've had acorn beer, actually. Have you? Yep. Is it bad? No, not awful. It's nutty. Anyway, so your family moved... You're trying to go two hours out of the way and acorn yep, beer We go exists. to Plymouth Rock. We saw it. We got there and we're just pissed. <laughs> been there. Ben had that opinion. My before. dad walked up to it and walked away. Really? <laughs> yep. He was like, no, oh, we're going. No. Oh, my God. Uh, when we were in um, England, we went to. Uh, you should you know this. There's Stonehenge is not a singular thing. There's uh hen- there's multiple Stone- different Stonehenge. There's hen- tons hen- of them, and there's yeah. a thing. There's a bunch of um, uh, proof and uh, and hints that there were other ones, and most of them were actually made out of wood, so they aren't like actually there anymore. But there's circles still. And we went to one, and they were, and I remember my professor going, "It's not like the real one, so just." temper your expectations and i didn't temper them enough like it was a beautiful view and it was amazing it was so cool but it was just like 20 rocks in a circle in reality it was just like all right next beer was specifically responsible for the american revolution beer created according to this it's basically they just got drunk at a bar and went straight out 
Well, I mean, okay, that one was true. Let's go. Let's go fight the British. Of course they did, because they yeah, would have like, like back room meetings. Where else would they meet? Right. They had to pay these boys to come in and sing this 18th century drinking song in this fake bar that they set up. God damn it. <laughs> they, they paid them with beer. <laughs> it's money. Don't you remember? Minute on, five. On point. On point. <laughs> Oh, what was its greatest challenge? It created the syringe? <sighs> I mean, medicines were made in tinctures, were an alcohol mixture. Yeah, but if only we didn't pasteurize milk and eggs so we could have better cheese and What does pasteurization mean? Uh basically you are able to remove the like living nature of it. Hmm. Interesting. Because of beer. <laughs> can bacteria get you sick? Yes. Yes, it can. No shit. Evil spirit. Evil spirit pill. That was a big one. Because of beer.
that guy's beer thanks for everything was just like cool can you stop talking to me i want to drink this yeah like you guys are really annoying how'd you even get in here wait this is going on the discovery channel (laughs) (laughs) oh god heat did how does heat make you sick I missed something they said. Oh, it was rotting foods. Oh, I suppose. Are you saying that beer came up with? Okay, the first viable ones. It wasn't invented for beer. The ones that actually worked. Yeah. Cold brood. You know, that would make sense for coming from Germany to brew your beer cold. Were your grandparents old enough to tell you about having ice boxes instead of refrigerators? Not that we talked about, but I'm sure my grandpa did. Oh, okay. Yeah, my did grandma your- would <laughs> My grandma I don't think got a fridge until she was somewhere in her thirties. Oh my god. I might be wrong there. But I know it was a significant amount of time with Icebox just from it like popping up in her stories, had to go pay for ice or went to the store to get some ice or the Iceman came. The Iceman came. I've heard that before, not from my grandparents, but just in general, where they have like cubes of ice and they'd put them, put them in the, the ice chest. Yep. Yeah, you get a big block and they would um, harvest them from like Como and other lakes in the winter and then store mm-hmm. them covered in hay. At least for the Twin Cities area. Yeah. Uh, Constant stream of beer. I just like that beer sculpture in the background. Do you want that in your house? No, I just, I like how subtle it is in this. (laughs) Medicine. (laughs) Beer's responsible for transplants. You know what would be delicious? A beer ice cream. Would you try that? I would try that. I'd probably hate it, but I'd try it. And I know that you are now interested in making it. (laughs) I am interested in making it. It is. I mean, it's that time of the year where I could just make ice cream outside in a bowl by just throwing it back and forth. I might do this. Who are you going to throw it with? I don't know. I just need to find someone else to stand outside with me for like <laughs> 45 minutes. Yeah. And if you do it wrong, like you did it with us, it'll take three hours, Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't add enough salt. So we, we had this, uh, this ice cream maker, which was just a giant plastic ball 
with a canister inside that you put the ingredients for the ice cream in, you'd yield like three and a half cups of ice cream. And it would take about 45 minutes to three hours of throwing it back and forth with ice and rock salt. It was not worth it. We tried making it for like 20 people. Everyone got a spoon and that was it. How could you make it for 20 people? That makes no sense. We thought it would be made a whole lot faster so we could have like, you know, different groups do it at different times. That didn't work. No. That's not how that works. Oh, 20 bucks they claim that inventing this machine is ending child labor. Oh my god, so many bottles. Yep. Well, but they they also had a big issue of, you know, child labor because they were the only people who could fit inside the machines to fix them after the invention of them. So, mm, I'm not buying that one. <laughs> I think it was the unions. I think unions did. No. I'm fairly certain it was unions. Is the answer no. unions, Bob? Is it unions? <laughs> no, not unions. No, never. Collective bargaining had nothing to do with people collectively trying to not die. <laughs> but dying's not that bad, especially for children. <laughs> oh. 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 Get out. <laughs> Oh God! Take this documentary with you. God, sorry, I just have to match the insanity of the documentary. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, oh, we're leaving Earth. Does oh. this mean the documentary's over? If oh, beer only... in space. Oh, beer oh. in space. A zero-G beer doesn't sound like it would work well. Oh, joy. Flat beer. In space. It's in space, though. Space bar. Yeah, he's That's trying to make a beer for space tourism. That's gross. I think there's other answers for drinks and you know, instead of making whiskey for space or uh beer for space, why don't we make a whiskey or a gin or you know Nah, that's just normal liquor, Quinn. Yeah, just boring we'll, and we'll easy. Send flat beer. We'll let you look down on Earth and drink a beer that really makes you want to go home. It's so great. Oh my god. Before beer, after beer, are you serious? <laughs> I'm physically in pain. Oh. God damn it.
Oh my god. So Andrew, what do you think? Did beer save the world? I can't believe you made me watch this shit. But wasn't it worth it? No, I'm in physical pain. You're in physical pain? Physical. Are you sure that's not just the natural light talking? <laughs> you know, I finished that a long, long time ago. So I finished um, my beer very early on into this because I needed it and then regretted not having any other beer next to me. <laughs> just wanted to walk to the fridge and get more beer so I didn't have to listen to this shit. <laughs> I still love that documentary. I stumbled upon it randomly hanging out with a couple of friends. And so we watched it. Of course you did. And oh my God, it was a fucking fun night. Cause there's just constant ammunition to make fun. Oh my like, God. I apologize for anyone listening who wasn't watching along because there were definitely moments where we just were stuck. Not talking because there was so much shit being said. <laughs> it just claim after claim after claim after claim after claim. I've just oh, it's hard to keep up. Bad shit, crazy stuff. I don't understand how you can. All There's right. a kernel of truth to everything that was said. It was just it was just reach after you know, reach after reach. Let of, me take this and just say that it's the reason for everything. Exactly. I wonder beer how many is true beer was used with this. Therefore, beer invented this. I wonder that was everything if that is possible to do with like other things with like whiskey and mead. Sure, it or is. The wheel, the wheel, the wheel could be an easy one here. We already it, it was already. And it was already said. <laughs> well, oh, you mean other things that beer invented? The other... Wait, what? <laughs> Are you saying other things that saved the world and you can yes. make something like beer? Yeah, you could... I mean, like whiskey. Do one with, yeah, do one with whiskey. Because it said... Wasn't that one of the ones that were started in Mesopotamia? Yep. So... <laughs> Another alcohol that was traded... And, you know, it would make sense that, you know, if the only recordings that we have from there were essentially generally business ledgers, beer suffers from spoilage, beer you're going to go through fairly quickly. It would make sense that that would pop up a lot, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you're going to go through more beer than you are shares. You're going to buy more beer in your life than you are going to buy chairs. I mean... Even if you don't like beer, I guarantee you buy more beers in your uh, life than you're going to buy chairs. Fuck you, I'm going to buy a bunch of chairs just to prove your point wrong. You're going to go buy a 24-pack? Of chairs, yeah. Yep. You don't know, Every you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know my connections. <laughs> After the oh. pandemic is over, I head over to visit your house and it's just wall-to-wall -wall, folding it's, chairs folded up it's like, I'm just trying to outnumber the beers I keep buying beer it's all chairs <laughs> all chairs all right quid that was uh appalling and deconstructive to my brain and my and my thought pattern you know Watch does that bad. mean you need some therapy Bad um, shit. I needed therapy to start with. One so. of our <laughs> listeners recommended to me that we do a special episode episode called Therapy Floats. Uh, since I personally did not like the Seltzer Float episode. Well, and you thought it wrong. was just a, a depressing float. And uh, you clearly had have some, some reservations about what you've just gone through and watched. So, so what if we do a therapy float next week? I don't we understand. And make a ice cream drink of our choice, something that we're going to enjoy, and we can, you know, talk about other ones like the grasshopper or the bulldog. I don't understand the name. Therapy floats. Yeah. Oh, it's it it's making up for the previous floats. The oh. not so good, just disgusting 
But what happens when I inevitably fuck up my float and I hate that as well? Then I guess we have to try again. <laughs> <laughs> On brand. <laughs> Sounds about right. Therapy floats it is in our upcoming episode. And uh, Quinn, I think that's all I can handle for tonight after you put me through 43 minutes of absolute insanity. <laughs> Yeah, um, have fun. That's going to be stuck in your head for like the next three days. The next time you write down a number, you'll be like, beer. Oh, my entire, my roommates are going to hate that because I'm going to keep bringing it up. Oh, you should make them watch this. Did you know that beer was the reason the wheel was invented? And I want to kill myself. (laughs) Hey, I'm a millennial. I can say that. Oh, God. All right, Quinn. With that, we'll end it as we always do. If you think you or a loved one is dealing with alcoholism and or drinking too much and and it's got to a point because it can get to that point where it is not okay, you definitely should call and get help. There's no problem calling getting help. There's no uh, being, uh, you know, not man enough or something, some other bullshit you were told when you were a kid. If you get to a point where you think you have a problem or someone you love has a problem, definitely reach out and get some help. Here's a number you can call. It's 1-800-662-HELP, and that is 1-800-662-4357. That is the S-A-M-A-H-S-A National Help Line. Uh, they have 100 or 365 days a year treatment referral and information in English and Spanish for alcoholism. And with that, we will end this episode of Mustache Drinking Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I hated having to watch that documentary. I hope you can find the documentary. It's very easy. It's the first thing that pops up when you type in Vimeo and How Did Beer Save the World. Quinn, Quinn, any last thoughts before we move on to our therapy appointment next week? (laughs) Oh, I'm just excited for a good float. I got, I got some ideas. I think I might go a little basic with mine, but uh, it should be fun. It should be fun. All right. And with that, we uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>